Here we are at the end and the last Sunday of the year 2020. Amen? Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and your continued support in our ministry. I just want to uh, say a few words before I begin my, my sermon this morning. Is that I just want to thank all of you in our community, in this family, IFJF Seattle. Uh, you know, all of our congregations, our builders, our leaders, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your support throughout, you know, all these years. Um, you know, I'm just so thankful to be among uh, men and women that are so generous, that are so thoughtful of other people. You know, this month alone, uh, our church has provided uh, assistance to several families and individuals uh, as they are facing challenging uh, season in their lives, you know. Uh, we delivered grocery gift cards to those that are in needs. Uh, we provided uh, housing assistance uh, to families that are uh, in, uh, in a very tremendous, uh, difficult times this season. So I'm very thankful for all of you who have been giving, who have been generous to our ministry, that we are able as a church to be able to serve our community. Amen? Yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and, 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 and one of the things that I also noticed during this uh, 2020 season, which is very, very special, definitely, is that I, I see the kindness, the kindness and the generosity of our community. I've seen people driving all over the places to drop off food for one another uh, and to just uh, pop by. You know, some of you came by my house uh, just to say hi. Uh, some of you uh, provided food for us. I just want to say thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity. And that is truly from the bottom of your heart. So I'm very thankful for that. Here we are uh, in the last Sunday of 2020. I want to share my last sermon uh, here uh, before we enter into the new year. Uh, I want to share something that is very interesting first that I found in the internet. Okay, this is something that I, I just found out this week in the internet. I know maybe some of you have read it somewhere maybe years ago, but I just found this out uh, these few weeks. Um, and and here, here you go, okay? If you were born in 1900, if you are a person that was born in the 1900, 1900, and this is what your life will look like if you were born at that time. When you were 14, World War One. WW1 began and ended when you were 18, with 20 million people died. When you were 18, the war, the war ended with 20 million people died. And two years after that, at the age of 20, a global pandemic called the Spanish flu began. And that Spanish flu pandemic killed 50 million people worldwide. And nine years later, at the age of 29, a global economic crisis called the Great Depression began and collapsed the New York Stock Exchange, causing severe unemployment and starvation during this Great Depression. And less than 10 years later, at the age of 39, World War II began and ended when you were 45 years old with 75 million people killed during this war. And at the, at the age of 52, seven years later, the U.S. went into the Korean War and killed 40,000 Americans and additional 5 million people in that region. 
And at the age of 64, right before you retire, the U.S. went into the Vietnam War. And that war lasted for about 11 years until you were 75 years old. More than 58,000 million people died. This above, this, this uh, history will give you a different perspective about our grandparents. That generation lived through tremendously difficult season of their lives. Even at the age of, in the beginning, you know, when you were only 10, 11, 12, 14 years old, hard times began. Millions, we're talking about more than 10, 50 million, 100 million people dying over the course of their lifetime. They went through a much, much tougher circumstances in their lives and yet, we saw mankind continue to grow, innovate, survive, and thrive. I want to share a message that will bring encouragement and also hope as we end 2020 and begin 2021. Many of us, you know, wish 2020 will end, right? And why? Because, I, and I have heard this over the past few weeks, because 2021, all of our troubles in 2020 will go away. How come? Oh, because, Pastor, it's the new president. It's the new vaccine. It's the new year. No more social distancing, Pastor. No more wearing masks. Things will go back to normal in 2021. Hey, I'm not trying to pour out any more salt to a really deep injury, but I want to tell you 2021 will look like 2020. I know people hate me now. <laughs> they say, turn off. Turn off this YouTube. <laughs> but I can tell you that 2021 will have its own challenges. It will not just wipe clean everything as if like you wake up January 1st, everything back to 2019. You know, we dance like we're in the 2019. I used to joke to my kids. It's like, let's party like it's 1999. And they were like, what? And then I have to explain, oh, in 1999, uh, people are afraid of the Y2K. What? Y2K. You know, Y2K, you know, 19999, and then the the year changed into 2000, and then the 00, the computer doesn't recognize it, and therefore there is going to be a catastrophe. Uh, but now they don't understand that. So now he said, let's party like it was 2019, right? <laughs> Jeremiah 29. I want to read to you from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know. I know a lot of you have heard these verses. You have used these verses to encourage others. You probably have heard sermons about Jeremiah 29 verse 11. But hang on with me because I want to go deeper into Jeremiah 29 11 because it's not as if that you have heard it before. It's different actually. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He said, for I know, for God knows, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Many of us, including preachers, have misused and misquoted this verse so many times. But today, let's take a closer look at this verse and understand the context of this verse. We can still use this verse after you listen to my sermon, but I think it will be very useful 
and helpful if you can understand the context of this verse. Let's, here's, here's the context. Let's take a look, okay? When Jeremiah 29, 28, 29 was written, the Israelites were in exile. You know, they were in exile. It's a punishment from God as a result of their disobedience. The Jewish people deliver, disobeyed God in every possible way. They traded Him for evil gods, preferring to worship demons, then bow down to the King of Kings. And as a direct result of that disobedience, God sent them into the Babylonian uh, exile. Okay? And to make matter worse, in the midst of all of this, we met a seer. Do you guys know what's a seer? A seer is almost like an evil prophet. It's almost like a witch. Okay? And the name is Hananiah. And in chapter 28, which is the verse before uh, Jeremiah 29, he actually prophesied uh, peace for Israel. He prophesied peace over Israel, saying that they will be returning to Jerusalem soon, and everything will go back to normal soon. And the prophet Jeremiah has to confront uh, Hananiah because of the false prophets, because he was making a false prophecy. Hananiah, who had boldly proclaimed that God was going to free Israel from Babylonian and will return them to Jerusalem and everything will go back to the normal in two years. So the people in Israel had this hope. They were like, yeah, finally, in two years, that's okay. 2020, 2021, 2022, we will go back to normal. Spoiler alert to those who have not read Jeremiah 28, 29, 30, 31. It did not happen. His message, fantastic. His message is all well. Be well. Fantastic. It's great. People want to hear that message. But the problem is, Hananiah did not tell the truth to the people. Okay? How, do you guys want to guess how many years the Israelites were in exile after that event? Almost 70 years. I'm not trying to curse us, all of us here, that we have to go through this pandemic for 70 more years. I'm not saying that. But it makes me think, why 70 years? Because 70 years is a lifetime for man and woman. What does that mean? It means that in our lifetime, we will face challenges in our lives. We will have difficult season in our lives. We have our mountains to climb and we have our giants to conquer. Jesus even said the same thing in John 16 verse 33. He says, I have told you, I've told you this so that you may have peace in me. Listen, the peace in God is not the absence of problem. The peace in God is in the presence of God. Come on. Jesus said that in John chapter 16. He said, I tell you this, that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, listen, you will have many trials and sorrows. Many of us, including Christians, we thought that the peace of God will only come in the absence of problems. But we got it wrong. The peace of God comes in the presence of God, not in the absence of problems. And then God, Jesus said this, but take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Can you say amen? Type it in. Amen. Amen. You will have peace. 
Not in the absence of the pandemic, not in the absence of uh, the flu or the coronavirus, but you will have peace in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of God. Why? Not that we have overcome it, it's because Jesus has overcome it. So as exiles and aliens on this sin-darkened earth, all of us, God doesn't call us to escapism. God doesn't want us to escape reality. God does not want us to escape our circumstances. But He wants us to find resilience in the midst of our trials. And I want to share this message to you because when we step into 2021, we, as the people of God, we need to find our hope and peace in the presence of God. I, I was just sharing here with our live stream crew that, you know, what would 2021 look like? It's kind of hard to say what 2021 will look like, but I can tell you that it looked pretty much the same as 2020, right? We just heard in the news, I don't know if it is hoax or not, but I just heard it, that there is a new strain of this coronavirus that is more contagious that is spreading in Europe and part of Asia. Will it make us become a herd immunity? Because it would be faster for all of us to get a coronavirus. And then we overcome it. I don't know. I don't want to predict. I don't want to be Hananiah to give you false prophecy. But I just want you to know that 2021 will have its own challenges. And God wants us to find resilience in the midst of our trials. God gave us holy hope that this life is not all there is. Our suffering here have a meaning. It means something to us. It helps us, listen, it helps us long for a better country, for a better place. Because this is not our permanent place. We got to long for the permanent and better place that God has provided for us. Yes, of course, of course, God knows the plan for us. And ultimately, He will give us a glorious future. That's no, that's no question about it. But as we walk out our lives in this earth, in this crazy earth, right? Let's remember that the best growth comes through perseverance. It comes through us persevering through our trials and not escaping them entirely. That's not what God's plan for us. Sometimes when we have problems, when we are in the midst of our trials, uh, you know, including myself, sometimes I pray, God, please erase my trials. Oh God, please wipe out my trials. Let me escape to a different reality. But God says, no, I want you to walk through these trials. I want you to persevere these trials. I want you to put your hope in me through these trials. Why? God needs you to walk through the trials so that you can become stronger, stronger, and you can, be, and you can put your hope more towards God. Amen? Uh, uh, so the best growth is not to escape, but we learn to persevere. And we find surprising joy in the midst of the perseverance. I don't know how many of you here, even though in the midst of these trials and pandemic, you still find joy in your life. That is because God's presence dwells in you to allow you to persevere in whatever trials that you are going through. So let me ask you this question. What hard things are you currently going through this season? What hard things are you going through? In the midst of your suffering, cling to Jeremiah 29, 11. 
but cling to it for the right reason. Not in the false hope that God will take away your suffering and to make you an escapist going into a different reality, but in the true gospel confidence that He will give you hope in the midst of it all. I want to end this message by sharing with you three points from Jeremiah 29 that we should pay attention as we enter 2021. Number one, which is found in Jeremiah 29 verse 7, it says, pray for our city. I'm guilty, you know, because sometimes I'm fed up with this city, with all the crazy things going on. How many of you have driven to downtown uh, Seattle recently, right? It is so sad, I can't even recognize my own city. When I drove past downtown Seattle, I was like, what war zone city is this? With stores being boarded up, graffiti everywhere, uh, you know, people are sleeping on the street, nobody cares, it's so cold, it's so lonely, it's so depressing, and sometimes I'm just complaining, but then Jeremiah 29 verse 7, he say, hey, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Come on. So pray for our city, even if you disagree with the local government. <laughs> we are told to intercede for our city, for our current condition. I don't want to sound like I'm very hypocrite, because I think this sermon is for me. This point is for me, right? We are not to turn and run away from the faces of this reality, but God wants us to face the reality of our city and pray over it. Because when the city has peace and prosperity, we too shall prosper. So number one, pray for our city, would you? Number two, God will listen to you. Verse 12, Jeremiah 29, he says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. English is not my first language, guys. Okay? Singlish is my first language. Okay? But as I study English and Singlish, I know that the word will is almost the word sure. Right? Because God says, you come to me and pray to me. Uh, I may listen to you. I may not depend on my mood. You know. But no, God says, I will listen to you. So I want you to understand this. That sometimes our prayers may, may, may find it meaningless. You know, how many of you have prayed and like, is this, is this prayer thingy really work? You know, it sounds so silly. Yeah? I've, been, I've been praying over this week by week, day by day. Same thing, you know, praying over the salvation of my parents, uh, uh, speaking and praying a reconciliation over my family, you know, pray for healing. This is really real. This is, is this true? Is God listen to me? God will listen to you. And next week, I will elaborate more on this point number two because today we don't have all the time, okay? So next week, tune in. I will tune in a little bit more on this, on this uh, point. Number three. God will be found by you. Verse 13 and 14. He says, you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, 
I will be found by you. God is not trying to be elusive, hard to get, you know. Like how many of you chasing after a girl? And this girl is like very elusive, hard to get, very hard to understand. But our God is not like that. Our God is not an elusive God, hard to get God, and you know, stuck up big God that doesn't want this relationship with you. He is a father. He is a father who is always available to his children. He wants to be found by you. And he personally came to you through his son, Jesus Christ. He is not a God that is so far away that you need some connection to access this God. No. This God is a father. He is available for you. And he is seeking for you to come back home. To come into that relationship. I want to end with this verse in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 32 to 39. It says, He did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all. How will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things? All things. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also, listen, Jesus also intercedes for you and for me. Does prayer works? You bet. Otherwise, why would Jesus do it? Verse 35. Guys, listen. Let me end the last Sunday 2020 with the next few verses and I want you to take it to heart. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Shall coronavirus? Shall hardship? Persecution? famine, nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered a sheep to be slaughtered no 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 in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us come on, come on can all God's people say amen? For I am convinced, I, Irwan, am convinced too, that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the presence nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord it's okay to have a better expectation for 2021 I want to have a better expectation of 2021 but the question is in whom do you put your expectation for your future is it the new president is it the new vaccine? Is it the new normal? 
Is it not being 2020? Give you hope? May I advise you? Listen guys, may I advise you? I know this might sound cliche, I, and I hate it when people say, oh, the pastor say this thing, it sounds so cliche, but this is the truth though, guys. Okay, this is the truth. As 2020 ends, a new year begins, put your expectation and hope in the one who holds your tomorrow. Yeah, you may not know your tomorrow, but you can be sure and confident who is in your tomorrow. Our God is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows it all. Christ Jesus, He is the anchor of our soul. So I plead you today, let's put our confidence and expectation in Jesus Christ because everything that can be shaken will be shaken, as you can tell, right? Years after years, you think like, oh yeah, this year will be a better year, and then there is other things that's shaken. So, here you go. Let's put our expectation and put our hope in Christ Jesus. And I don't want to end this last Sunday sermon before, without asking this question. Who is Jesus? <laughs> and how can I put my hope in Jesus? Right? And how can I find Jesus? Hey, you know what? Good news, guys. I want to lead you to Jesus. To those of you who have not received Jesus in your life, and you say, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I'm struggling and I can't get out of my situation. Jo the joy that you were saying, I don't have the joy. The peace that you were saying in the midst of this, I don't have it. But now I know that the peace that I am experiencing is not in the absence of problem, but is in the presence of God. And therefore, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be in God. I want to be in the presence of God. If you are this person today, it's not a coincidence that you are tuning in and listening to this sermon today. Would you just say this this prayer with me if you are here to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Remember, He is faithful. He's listening to you and He wants to be found by you. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I cry out to you, Lord. I seek for you and I know you will be found by me. Today, Father God, I thank you for dying on the cross to die and to pay for my sin and on the third day you will raise from your death to give us eternal life and therefore today Father God I want to receive you into my life to be my personal Lord and Savior from today onwards I am yours and you are mine in Jesus name we pray Amen Hey guys if you say this prayer today, congratulations. You are in relationship with Jesus. Continue to seek God. Continue to walk with God. Because God will graciously give you all the things that you need to live your life 2021 and beyond. 
Again, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. And let's put our hope and trust in the Lord because our Jesus is our all in all. Have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. And thank you so much for tuning in. Again, God bless you. I see you in 2021. Amen.